Hey folks, and welcome back to the 747 Conversations podcast. It's your host, Chris Chembra, broadcasting live from beautiful New York City, talking to a, a New Yorker now in, now in Garrison, New York, living quite a lovely life up there. Sundance DiGiovanni, uh, co-founder and former CEO of Major League Gaming, a digital network to promote esports globally through competition, gaming content, 9 million registered users across the globe, a, a recent acquisition by Activision. Um, what a tremendous path you've been on. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here and uh, really looking forward to the conversation. Now, now we, we, can, we can dive deep into technical things and founding story and where you're going and how you're spending your time. But the simple question I have to start us off with today is, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, whether it's someone you've never met before or someone you've known your entire life, who would that be? Wow, that's um, that's such a. There's so many layers to that question for me personally. I, uh, you know, I, 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 th- I hope that I've thanked my mother enough and and regularly enough and and continually. Uh, you know, she raised me on her own. Um, you know, with the exception of, kind of our, our friends around the family. Uh, I hope that I've thanked my wife uh, for all of her support in the early days uh, when. You know, we were first getting our business started and there were struggles and we didn't know where you know, the next you know, the next check to pay our personal rent was going to come from uh, at, at various points. But she stood by me and encouraged me. I hope that I've uh, thanked my, my children for inspiring me along the way, each of them individually, for helping me to find the strength to push through times that were difficult. Um, so that's a tough one where I, I, I'm constantly thanking people that have made an impact in my life um, and, and hoping that I can somehow make Im- positive impacts in their lives as, as we continue on and, and we experience new things and we continue to create new journeys for ourselves and, and shared experiences with one another. So I don't have a single person. I know that's maybe a little bit of a cop-out, but I... I I just feel so thankful for so many people who believed in me and encouraged me and, and pushed me forward um, and who showed me that there, that there was more possibilities than just what was right in front of me at the time, at any given moment. And that if I believed in myself, that they believed in me. And the one person who I'd, I would say who just popped into my mind, who I don't know that I, I actually thanked enough at the time, he's no longer with us, unfortunately, for quite some time he's actually hasn't been around but there's an english teacher that i had in fourth and fifth grade that's uh, the small school that i went to at the time named robert gibbs who saw something in me that resonated with him and he encouraged me to write and to share and to tell stories and to be open and honest and it was difficult in the beginning but as i i grew and i learned more it became something that i I, I really, I drew a lot of energy from. And so to Robert Gibbs from Hammond, New York and Theresa, New York upstate. Um, thank you. And, and thank you to your family as well for embracing me and encouraging me. 
question. I know it was fourth and fifth grade, but did you did you have a choice to take his class? Were you excited to take his class? Like when when someone said you're taking Robert Gibbs for two years in lower school, what was your initial reaction? Well, I, you know, it wasn't really that I had a choice, and and I think the best way to kind of explain it is to frame out where I was at that point as a, as a kid and as a student, um, as a son, uh, I was bored. I was very bored with school and I didn't, I wasn't drawn to it. Uh, I was a smart kid, but I just found school to be incredibly boring and my grades were fine, but I wasn't really putting in any effort. I, I wouldn't say that I was learning. I would say that I was doing clerical work. And I would be handed a sheet of paper and I would fill it in and move on. And my goal was to finish my work as quickly as possible so that I could go and focus on other things. Um, Robert was the first teacher and I didn't know this going into his class, but he had a different energy. He had, there was just something about him. He lit up the room when he walked in because you could tell he was excited to teach. You could tell that he wanted to make a difference. You could tell, you know, that he, was going to do his best no matter what. And it wasn't just with me or kids like me, it was for everyone in the class. And so he unlocked something in me where I started to say, wait a second, I actually care about this. I wanna, you know, I wanna not just get a good grade, but I wanna actually emotionally invest in this. I wanna put time and effort in it. I learned through him what it could mean to be proud of accomplishing a task in school for the very first time maybe when i was really young i was really happy with some of my finger paintings but you know it wasn't something that carried along with me and it came along at just at the right time whereas i was kind of growing up and you know getting to a point where i was going to have to start thinking about what i wanted to do you know in you know middle school and junior high and high school these these things were kind of formational for me in a lot of ways and and it, it came out of left field, to be honest, but I'm really, I mean, I, I can't say how grateful I am to, to him and his family for that level of caring and, 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 you know, engagement and understanding and openness. It really, it showed me something that I didn't know existed in a school environment until that point. Uh, you're, you're 10 years old. You're already thinking you need to have your life figured out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did that come from? So I, I, you know, my mom and I, we were kind of a, you know, we were just the, 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 the two person team in a lot of ways. We didn't have, you know, I didn't have any brothers or sisters at the time. I didn't, my father wasn't around. Um, and I saw that, you know, there were things that I wanted to do and things that I didn't want to do. And I, I, I would have conversations with my mom, you know, I'd get home from school and she'd be coming home from work and, you know, we'd, we'd sit down and just be the two of us. And I would talk with her about what I wanted to do and where I, what I wanted to see and what I wanted to experience um, but from a very early age, because I was always taught that, you know, the, the world is a big place and you should explore and you should um, be open to experiences. And so it became very clear to me that if I wanted these things to happen, I would have to make them happen. And that the easiest way to make them happen would be for me to do well in school, get into college, you know, 
pick a major that I was excited about, but also would give me, a, you know, afford me the opportunity to travel or experience things and, you know, and do well enough that when I got out, I, I would, uh, you know, find myself in a position to make those things happen. Um, I grew up kind of quickly, I would say. And so, you know, having control of my path in life and, you know, a hand in my destiny, you know, as a young kid was something that was important um, rather than feeling like, you know, I had to follow a predefined track and, um, and kind of fit in a box or, you know, or be play it safe, I guess. Um, and then, which is funny because then later on in life, I, I went to the NYU for film. Um, I started college when I was 16 and by the age of 18, I'd left and I started working and traveled the world to create, you know, shooting films and commercials and documentaries and saw some amazing things. Um, and spent a good eight years doing that and really, um, set the table for me to, uh, learn a lot and, and carry a lot of what I'd learned and seen into my professional career. You know, it's interesting. Would you say that Robert Gibbs became almost a surrogate father role in your childhood with your father's absence? Um, you know, at the time, I wouldn't, I would have said no, absolutely not, because I was still holding on to my father as, as you know, as someone who I wanted to, to have that role, but as an adult, looking back and you know having three boys of my own, absolute, um, without a doubt. And I think that it wasn't in a, you know, it wasn't in a threatening way. It wasn't. He wasn't overreaching. It's just that we connected and we clicked, and he was a very giving person, and so that kind of just naturally evolved. And I saw in him. I saw in him a lot of qualities and characteristics that I, at that time, I, I hoped that I would possess, you know, when I grew up. Um, and I think that, you know, I can say today uh, fairly safely, that a lot of that has carried on with me and, and, uh, and hopefully I'm able to pass that along to, you know, some of the folks that I've, uh, interacted with and, and mentored and, and grown with over the years and, and especially to my three boys. What are some of those characteristics? Kindness being the top of the list. Um, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. There's nothing, you know, it doesn't put you, uh, being kind never puts you in a position or situation where, you know, you're, you're giving something up that costs you or, or takes away from your ability to enjoy life. Um, thoughtfulness, openness, um, the ability to listen, you know, not to feel like you have to speak, not to feel like you have to have a comment or a thought for every moment. And I think, you know, being able to observe, being able to kind of withdraw a little bit and observe in an open manner and understand that, you know, what's happening in front of you, what's playing out when other people are, or when you're interacting with people or you're watching other people interact with one another. And it's, sometimes it's, it's as fulfilling to sit back and allow that to play out without jumping in and asserting yourself and, you know, in, injecting yourself into an exchange, um, you know, you, you can, you can learn a lot, not just about other people, but about yourself by, you know, kind of, you know, developing the ability to observe. Um, and those are things that I, and, and also just a little bit of fearlessness, I guess, not worrying about being rejected based on, you know, if you, you know, the creative process can be difficult. And I, I was, I used to write, um, and then I 
went into film and so I would write these concepts and these treatments and you know these scripts and some of them were just you know they're you know they're teenage kid writing a something that you think is your opus and then you go back and you read it you're like oh my god I see what I was going for but wow but at the time being a teenage kid and not being afraid of sharing something that's very personal to you that's something that you you know you put your heart and soul into it can be scary right you're the, the fear of rejection uh, the creative processes you know, as strong as the fear of rejection when you ask a girl out to a dance or something, um, if you're a creative mind. So his point of view was, you know, it, that's fine. You know, you're going to learn from that. Not everybody's, you know, not everybody's going to love everything you do out of the gate, but being able to hear crit constructive criticism, being able to understand that rejection is part of the journey, part of the process. It's not the end of the line um, is key. And so I think, you know, some of the most successful people that we've seen in the creative world have dealt with a lot of rejection um, and have gone on to become incredibly successful because they didn't quit. And so that's, um, that's something that I've, I think I had in me, but I think it was reinforced in my relationship and my getting to know Robert. You know, it's such a fascinating quality that you're describing, the ability to create that safe space be an active listener, be a good question asker and a great observer, right? It helps narrative storytelling. It helps building companies. You learn that at such a young age. What do you think Mr. Gibbs learned from you in those early years? What made him make such a time intensive investment into you? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I'd have to say, I think I challenged him. In some ways, um, he wants, you know, it's, it's like I had so much energy and I had such a lack of focus. You know, I, 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 it's almost like he, ha he, he saw something in me that, you know, I think he responded to and he saw an opportunity to teach. And I think the fact that I wasn't immediately just openly receptive to it, I think the fact that it took some time for us to establish a relationship. And I think the fact that I spoke to him, you know, I, I, I was very respectful, but it was almost the, the, as I grew and I, and I knew him, you know, carried over and I, I had him again in high school when he, he moved out of the, uh, you know, the, the lower grades, we would speak to each other as kind of peers, uh, eventually, not, not initially. And I, and no, that wasn't my doing, that was his. And I think he realized that in order for me to really respond, I needed to feel like we weren't, I wasn't being spoken down to because I've never responded well to that. Um, you know, especially in school, but in any, any facet of life, I just, I find that uh, it just, it, it drives me bananas when it happens to me or when I see it happening to somebody else. And so I think that what it ended up happening was it was an exchange in both directions where I believe that some of my, some of the work that I produced while I knew Robert encouraged him to write more and what he was writing encouraged me to write more. And I think we fed off of each other in a way that maybe he hadn't experienced with a student before. Um, I know I'd never experienced it with a teacher before. Um, but, you know, we, I think we both found something in the relationship which fueled us creatively and personally in a way which was um, just, you know, it was, it was a joy. 
it was a joy in both directions. And so, you know, I wish I'd gotten a chance to speak to him uh, about, you know, the experience as an adult. Um, unfortunately, he passed um, a long time ago. But, you know, if I were to have to guess, I would have to say that, you know, we would have conversations. And I think both of us opened the other's eyes to things and a point of view and, and a, a, you know, a kind of a, a take on pieces of the world that could, sometimes could be difficult to digest in a way which was encouraging and eye-opening and enlightening. What do you think you'd be most proud of in you today, the man you've um, become? Well, you know, um, I, I think that, you know, I'm a pretty, I, I, at least I've told this and I believe it, that I'm a good dad, that I'm engaged with my sons, uh, that I'm there, you know, I'm present, uh, even, you know, as much as I work and as much as I travel that I, I, you know, I take time and make time and that I have built a family, you know, and, you know, the five of us, we have our ups and our downs as any family does, but there's a lot of love in the house and there's a lot of encouragement and there's a lot of understanding, uh, which is, I think, absolutely key. And, you know, I, I'm very proud of that fact that my, you know, my children have a, um, a solid foundation and I'm very proud of the fact that all, all three of my boys, they're very different, but they're all free spirits. They're all very creative. They're very, they're very kind. Um, they're very open to exploring the world and experiencing new things, which is uh, pretty fantastic. If Robert was alive today and he was on this phone call with you right now, in closing, what would you say to him? Well, just, again, I thank him. You know, going back to your first question, uh, I would thank him for all the things that he knew he did and, you know, even more for the things that, you know, the moments where he made a big impact where he didn't even realize that he was making a big impact because those were equally, if not more important in a lot of ways. Um, you know, just to have, just to have someone who is, you know, there, uh, strong, supportive. And by choice, you know, it's not, we weren't related, you know, it wasn't something that I was born into that relationship. It was something that evolved and developed. So yeah, my, uh, my thanks for him and to him would be the primary thing that I would try and communicate if you were on this call today. I thank you for your stories about him. I think, I think you've, uh, We've gotten to know you so much more through your stories about him, from the things you looked up to that you learned from him, from creating safe space and asking the right questions, challenging each other, regardless of age, regardless of you know, where people are in life. You proved that a, you know, a middle-aged school teacher could learn just as much from a 10-year-old kid as, the other, as, it, as it went around the other way. I thank you for your stories today, Sundance. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. To all our listeners, I, I hope you understood Sundance is a man that got to choose who he learned from, as did Robert and Robert's family. They chose to make an investment in Sundance's growth 
and, and challenge him to become the man that he's become today. And that's, we're all capable of getting that in our lives. You don't have to be born into the right family. You don't have to be born next to the right people. You can go out there and find people that challenge you and together you'll grow and do great things in this world. And we thank you for that. Please link in with Sundance online. His bio and uh, his link will be in the bio below. I really hope you have all enjoyed this episode. And I hope you all go out and take action on this in your life. And I hope you're having a phenomenal day on earth. Remember, folks, it's your world. Go explore. And we'll see you next episode. Mm-hmm.